from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's the OG. Alongside Joe Gillio, I'm Joe Opias. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. Although Dennis Cox is not one of us today. He's not OOU. Where's your Christmas sweater, dude? Had to look good for Shawn Michaels. You don't think Shawn Michaels would have appreciated? You don't have a Shawn Michaels Christmas sweater? I should. You don't have a WWE? Well, I mean, you got to have a WWE Christmas sweater, right? Nah, I got to get something comic book related. Actually, I almost bought a Home Alone related one. Just said junk food and eating rubbish. Or watching um, rubbish, sorry. I have one too many. I have one too many awful Christmas sweaters. Like intentionally awful Christmas sweaters. The one that I'm wearing today that you can watch on WRL Sports Fan dot com WRL Sports Plus lights up. It's got reindeer on it. It's got Santa on it. Jillio, you got what? You got like a SpongeBob one? What do you got? We got rocking there. SpongeBob and Patrick Star. Ooh, very nice. I like it. I like it. Jeremy Markovich. It's really about from, the sweater, though. Yeah, it is about the sweater. Although this sweater used to fit me a heck of a lot better. I put that COVID twenty on. Where's Jeremy? Where's he's Jeremy's, writing Christmas songs? Does, does Jeremy have a Christmas sweater? He's got on? His, no, uh, he doesn't have. He's got no Christmas sweater. I thought on? of you last night. I don't know why I think you're like the world's biggest wake honk on the planet, but I thought of you <laughs> last night when it was wake and app. I felt, I felt, uh-huh. like, it felt like you'd be there or something like that. I was. I was there in spirit. Okay. I was very excited when I watched the replay of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Deeks. Deeks mm-hmm. pulling it out at the end, preventing App State from the being Delo- the best basketball program in the state. The Delaware transfer with the shot <laughs> yeah. of the buzzer. Yeah. Let's go go fighting blue hens. So Jeremy does the newsletter, NC Rabbit Hole. And today's mission was to try and find a North Carolina based Christmas song. Do I have that right? Yes. So there are there already are several Christmas songs. Like, as you might imagine, like Charlie Daniels wrote one. Um <laughs> Squirrel Nut Zippers. Yeah, wrote a Carolina Christmas song. Yeah, it's called yeah, Carolina Christmas. It's right on the, on the nose. It's right on the nose on their right Christmas on the album, which I'm still trying to find on vinyl. I don't think they ever made it on vinyl, but anyway. Yeah, I don't know if they ever made that on vinyl. But um, so so they exist. Um, but what we tried to do, or what I tried to do, was try to crowdsource one. So yeah. Um, so basically, what I did on Tuesday was I asked everybody who uh wanted to if they would contribute line by line, um, the lyrics to a song that tangentially had to do with North Carolina and about Christmas. And so got about 40 different lines of all shapes and sizes. Um, some were, were, were great. Some were, were, were out there. Um, and I tried to arrange them into sort of like a cogent, like song, like, like not actually like, like just the funniest lyrics, but like something actually that you could potentially present to somebody and have them sing. Okay. Okay. I, I, please tell me that somebody's contributed it's the season for Bojangles seasoning, uh, or something related to it's as cold as a cookout shake. I mean, we gotta have some there of that was, stuff, uh, right? Oh, geez. Uh, let's see. There was a Bojangles. My Bojangles biscuit, biscuit and sweet tea hit the spot. Uh, Mama stirring collards in a giant, giant cast iron pot. That works. That so works. They, they, we got to that. Yeah. Okay. Because the, the the issue that you're gonna have is that it actually is tough to top the squirrel nut zippers Carolina Christmas, uh, where they they start off with the snow is falling down up in some northern town but a carolina christmas is still the best around wrap up your teddy bear hang your stockings up with care it's carolina christmas we're chilling in our underwear that's how we roll yeah, here 
Yeah, because it's warm. You don't well, except for today. Yeah, today's kind of gross. It's warm, and you can you can kind of get away with that. Um, so yeah, so I, I've I've done that. What I also did was, have you all seen the the? It's an open AI. There's like a chat bot. We've we've now. actually we've actually been talking about that today because yes. some of our listeners pointed out that we're probably going to be out of work soon because mm -hmm. it's gotten scary good at generating sports talk conversations given the it parameters. Really, it's very good. It's scary, man. It's scary. Um, and so I ran a couple, I ran a couple through, through of ideas through the chat bot for okay. a North Carolina Christmas song. All right. Um, just off of like, I mean, like, and, and it, it, it's, it's close, but it's not like right on. So like, it kind of, it usually what it'll do is it'll go like, Oh, North Carolina, Tar Heel state, ah, from the mountains to the coast. Like it'll pick out sort of the top level <laughs> Murphy to Manio stuff from Murphy to Manio. And then it'll like. Then just writes you sort of a regular Christmas song. Okay. Um, so I plugged in a couple of things that I thought might be very specific. I I had it write a song, um, a Christmas song for P.D. Pablo. Oh, nice. And and well, it basically it was like the the line was something along the lines of like, um, P.D.'s Pablo home P.D. Pablo's home state is where the magic happens. <laughs> that's that's as good as it got like okay. it didn't get any more specific like it didn't drop like the you know uh green county like it didn't, it didn't go through like the list of counties okay. uh, where christmas is coming okay. to <laughs> i also feel too you could probably have a line about like if you know all the good boys and girls get eastern north carolina barbecue and those who have ticked off the, the carolina santa they get the mustard barbecue in their stocking yeah yeah actually actually the one thing i tried um, other than I tried two more, one, one was about, I, I tried to do, have like, write like a, a Christmas song for somebody from North Carolina who doesn't like sweet tea. And it ended so up me. more like just a generic diss track. Oh, and it was the, the line was, uh, but lately I've been feeling quite queasy. Every time <laughs> I take a sip, it makes me feel sleazy. <laughs> a computer wrote this. Not I. Not you. Computer wrote. Not okay. I. All right. Before um, we before we say goodbye, yeah. have we determined what a proper North Carolina Christmas song style would be? What's the genre? I know you mentioned Petey Pablo, yeah. but I feel like, and we and Squirrel Nut Zippers did their signature swing revival, you know, Americana suit, kind of, suit, right? That that sort of yeah. stuff. What what do you think it should be? Is it is it more of like a Chatham County line type? You know, bluegrass? Is it country? Doesn't I, every Christmas I, I, song I sound the feel same? Like, no. I kind of feel like it's a little more country. It's a little more upbeat. Okay. I mean, it's 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 not it's not dark. It's not it's not vicious. It's not. Uh, I don't know. Although I would like Little John has a has a Christmas song, which is quite great. Um. So I would love to hear something in the style of that. Okay. But I I I don't know. I I think anything upbeat and kind of in a major key would would be great. All right. You don't. Do you think every Christmas song sounds the same? Mostly, yeah. Thank I you. mean, what are you every, talking about? every thank you. Every, every single one, like the song is like, "Hey, uh, the the holiday of Christmas is approaching." It's a, no, that's the it's a Chuck Berry U two. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it's Wait, like, hey, is this is a Chuck Berry song. Here. No, it's a Christmas. There's song. all Christmas time is about to be here. There's all look, you guys. I I've I do I need to make <laughs> y'all playlist? Thank you. You made it, my it day. Is. He grips Christmas so tight, and we we both no. just said he's no. like, "I'm taking your sweater away from you." Now. Yeah, he's I, gonna, I, gonna I, revoke I'm my privileges. No, I, I highly recommend. I highly recommend you find the old uh, Atco release, Soul Christmas, where you've got Otis Redding and Ken Curtis and a few others, and 
it's music that you can listen to at any time of the year. It's like good <laughs> soul and R and B and funk. Come on, Booker T and the MGs is on that, dude. Come on now. Sure. <laughs> no, that you can't. You can't. Like Christmas is not approaching until July. Like you can't have like. Like basically, a holiday song is about a holiday approaching. You know, what yeah. I mean? like, if you wanted to, you could write like a Toyotathon, you know, carol. If you wanted to, like, hey, Toyotathon is approaching. All right, uh, you know whatever. what, like, hey, Jeremy, that is, that is the nature Jeremy, of a holiday song. Jeremy, you got, it would just be a song. you got three months to have the AI chatbot generate an ACC tournament holiday song coming to Greensboro. All right, that's I, I'm on it. On it, I'll, I'll get that done. I'll get that done this afternoon. We'll, we'll right, do man. that then. We'll talk to you later. All right. See y'all. Jeremy Markovich, NC Rabbit Hole is the newsletter. Check it out. It's a very entertaining newsletter, uh, getting into all sorts of weirdness. You really think every Christmas song sounds the same? Not all of them, obviously, but I mean, you I got the genre. Is... You got sad ones. Like I love a good depressing Christmas song. I mean, there's religious ones. Yeah, I there's guess. like uh, you want a religious one. I actually found Amy Grant's Christmas album from 1983. I think it was. That's got some Jesus bangers on it. Now. I like I like depressing Christmas songs. Why? Because oh, they I mean because Christmas can be depressing. All right, it's I cold, can back that up. It can be lonely. Yeah, and all sorts. This of stuff. is why I prefer Thanksgiving. This is uh, no, was, nobody has a a, a, thank, a depressing Thanksgiving. Like if you like if you, uh, if you, you, if you have you good really, food, if you, you really want, if you want to be in your feelings, I highly suggest you fire up Merle Haggard's "If We Make It Through December." Now that oh. one hits hard. Phoebe Bridgers does a cover of that one that's even more depressing. Don't you think that sounds like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer just a little? Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Why are you the worst, man? <laughs> Although I could say that's most country, is it not? <laughs> I'm the one who likes country. I have nothing wrong with the song. If we make it through December, there's nothing just, wrong with the song. I just need a tall, cold, ice cold beer. Never let me down. At that point, right? My tractor's gone fishing. Anyway. It's the OG alongside Joe Chilio. I'm Joe Ovias. <laughs> Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. So I have a question for you. Yes, sir. I had seen this earlier today on the social medias. When you were younger, was there a place that was considered a celebration restaurant? All right. Your family would go there when you were a kid and you didn't realize that it was not, in fact, a five-star establishment until you became an adult. Like, when you went there, you thought, man, this is fancy. But then as you got older, you went, well, wait a minute. It was just a chain? It was a chain the entire time? What's going on here? It's been making the rounds on Twitter. I was curious if you had a place like that up in New Jersey. It's all regional at this point. Right. That my parents actually took me to? So, like, when or... you got... So, if you got... So, if you... So, if, if little Joe Gillio... Right. You got something good. You did something. You had I don't know. You had a good. You had a good report, good report card, card, or you know, you you just won a huge. I don't know that never happened. You just you just won a huge football game, some big sporting event, and it was time to go celebrate. It was a big birthday. A mile. You turned ten years old. It's a big milestone. Double digits. Did you guys go anywhere? It's quickly turned into therapy. Here, <laughs> uh, not not chains. No. You got to remember back then there were. There weren't many chains, that many chains in in the greater New tri-state area. Uh, okay, fair enough. Like there were, we like big gyms was the sub place. Yeah, Skyline Pizzeria was the local place. The bagel place was the local bagel place. Okay, like these okay. are the things 
But we didn't. We actually didn't go out that often, so it would have been your premise would be correct. That if we would go out for a special occasion, but you would actually go to a legit special. But we place. would go. the The special occasion for us would be go to the city. You okay. get to go to the city, and we would go like go to a place in Little Italy or, that or you know sense. something like that. But it yeah. wouldn't be Fuddruckers or <laughs> there was a Mexican place. I think it was called La Fiesta. Okay, I don't think it was a chain. Gotcha. So yeah, that we would we would rarely. My dad was a great cook. So He's you a great never. Cook. So you never. My yeah, grandmother guess, was a tremendous cook. See, too. this is this is where the regionalism comes into play because, like in South Florida, like the first time I ever went to an Olive Garden, dude. Now I enjoy the Olive Garden tremendously. I but, do too. But you got to remember that going on an Olive Garden for a kid in South Florida was like, yo, hey. But you didn't. Re- but you didn't realize you there didn't was realize a steak. Was... There was a steakhouse in Pompton. I can't think of the name of it right now. Yeah. Pompton was one of the towns over, and it probably wasn't that fancy. But when we did go there, I have a vague memory of being there during the 1985 Final Four. Yeah, which would have been like before. It would have been. It would have been for my parents' anniversary. Now I will. Now I know price wise, this is not. It's it, it's like a five star price. But I will admit, the first time I ever went to a melting pot, the fondue joint, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I thought it was the finest of cuisines. Like they present you this stuff, and you bring you the cheese fondue, and then you get your actual fondue, and then they bring out the dessert with the chocolate fondue. That was living. Now it's not cheap, but you come to find out that melting pots this chain. As you get older, right? So that's that's all that that was. That Does was it my... still exist in the the post COVID world? What melting pot? Yeah, yeah. There's a melting pot not too far from the radio station. Sure. You want to you want to have a station <laughs> meeting out there? No. You, me, Dennis, get Paul, bring Shelby and Bree. Solid. Um, thank you. What do you mean you're solid? Are you I, above I, a melting pot? I do not need dinner to is be... always special at the melting pot. Dunking my hands. In the cheese with yeah, but, you, like, Cox. I guess growing up in Boca Raton, it was like Chain City. Like you had Chili's, you had Hands, you had O'Charlie's, right. Ruby Tuesday, which yeah. the salad bar was considered like a big deal. To be clear, I'm not saying those places didn't exist. You just didn't go more so. It would be like in the mall area. So like yeah. if you went to the mall, there would be there was a Hands, there was a Houston's, um, but there was oh, not. Oh, you had a Houston's. Yeah, see, and there I was a Fuddruckers. Okay. There was a Fuddruckers. Now Houston's, Houston's is a spot that I also considered like oh this Bennigan's. is a, this is a big oh yeah we had a Bennigan's but Houston's was a big night out. I did not realize Houston's was a chain. Okay. Until much later in life, and when I found that out, I was like my light like I was like I didn't know what to believe anymore. I'm like wait a minute, I thought Houston's was special to Boca Raton. Mm. No, it's friendlies. Not. Well, like so, I, Friendlies had ice cream, so yeah, we would go. Like we would go to Friendlies. That would be a you know good baseball f- game, good basketball game. You gotta. I, rem- you also kind of have to remember, like I was as a kid, uh, yeah. probably up until way too old. I was always um, <clears throat> a, a bit of a sore loser. So no, not you. So, there may have been protestations with the officials and yeah. other issues. So. There wasn't a lot of like, hey, great job, let me take you to Friendlies or Dairy Queen. I see. Yeah, I there see. there was a lot of, hey, I, like at one time my sister went to the gym, my sister Jamie went to the gym and she's like, the way that you were yelling at the official <laughs> carrying on, I had to leave the gym. Mom and dad told me to bring you home, but I didn't want to be seen with you. And I was like, she's like, Do you, are you always that way? And I was like, pretty much, yeah, I mean. 
I don't even know what you're talking about. Wow. Okay, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I had uh, I had one of our listeners point out the old steak and ale behind Crabtree Valley Mall. Yeah. Steak and ale was well, another one of those like, oh, we're out eating tonight. Let's go. Going to Sizzler. So I don't know if that I know before before the pandemic before the pandemic uh, Kelly and I because the way that uh, Jacob's hockey practices were working that day it was over at the Cary Ice House uh, there in Crossroads and it was like at the worst time it was like right at six o'clock so you couldn't eat dinner too early because we're not you know sixty five and you just have to wait until after the fact but we were going to go home and cook so I was like all right well it's in Crossroads there's plenty of stuff to eat there. Let's go back to the you're in college or high school, and this was a good fancy night out because you got to like put yourself back in high school. What was considered hot cuisine when you're going out on a date, right? Like if you were taking a date to yeah, Olive or Houston's Garden, or yeah, I was like, hey, yeah, okay, big time. It's a little bit of a step up, you know, over a McDonald's or something like that. No, knock at McDonald's. I'm just saying. So I was curious if if there was anything like that in New Jersey, but I'm now coming to find out that you never really did that because you were a sore loser. Learn something new every day, man. You haven't really changed that uh, much, by the way. Yeah, I know. What? Well, no, you really should have seen. Young Joe was not was didn't take that well. That scares me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that scares me. Yeah. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG Podcast, Apple, Spotify, you name it. We're there. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. Check us out on YouTube as well. Look up ninety nine nine the fan on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the likes. That's what we want to see. Leave some insane commentary if you want to. I always enjoy that. Although I do wonder if Facebook comments are more unhinged than YouTube comments at this point. Because, I, you know, I'll, I'll look at the comments. You know, we're on there, you know, posting stuff, monitoring stuff and whatnot. And there's my new favorite trend, on at least on our Facebook commentary, where it's like these two dudes talking to each other about how terrible we are. And it's like, hey, buddy, cool. Keep making comments on the Facebook page because it's just boosting whatever I'm trying to get out there. So, yes, by all means, keep telling us that we're terrible because it just means the engagement keeps going. Shout-outs to you. Uh, we'll get back to the NFL. Brooke Pryor, ESPN. She is covering the Steelers. Steelers are playing the Panthers on Saturday. Steelers are trying to make sure – or on, on Sunday. The Steelers are trying to make sure they don't do this thing for the first time under Mike Tomlin. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers are still sh- – they're, they're clawing. They're trying, they're trying to win that division. And it starts on Sunday, that run. We'll talk to Brooke Pryor next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, ESPN covers the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can catch her on Get Up. Uh, this just in with Max Kellerman as well on Friday. It's Brooke Pryor, who is outside of the practice facility in Pittsburgh right now, where it's super, super rainy. She has an umbrella. Brooke, what are you doing? I'm braving the elements for you guys. I'm, I'm showing up. I'm fighting through adversity. Uh, I'm, I'm doing what I can because the team is in the indoor facility right behind me practicing for Sunday's game because they don't want to practice outside in the rain. It's not supposed to rain in Charlotte on, on Sunday. That would do them no good. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't do them any good. Uh, I don't really want Pittsburgh to do anything good because I want the Carolina <laughs> Panthers to keep winning. I want them to win the NFC South. 
it's not out of the realm of possibility because the NFC South is, um, how do you say, terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, literally no one should win in that. They should have to forfeit their playoff spot to an AFC to an NFC wildcard team or even an AFC wildcard team like they should be relegated because the NFC South is so terrible but you know what I I would be okay with the Panthers because I do like their story uh even if it would make my job more difficult on Sunday to go into a locker room losing their second straight game uh especially because I think if they lose it's going to be because the the uh Panthers run game runs all over them and they turn over the ball a lot on offense and can't get things going. And that's, you know, not fun for me, but I like the Panther story. I like Steve Wilkes. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how this one goes. Brooke Pryor, ESPN joining us as she does each week. All right, Brooke, five and eight for the Steelers. The standard is the standard. And with Mike Tomlin, that means never having a losing record. Four games left technically needs to win all of them to finish above 500. There could be a tie in there, of course. <laughs> it's not a murderer's row of games. However, he, Mike Tomlin is still working with the handicap that is Matt Canada calling the plays, and now it's Mitch Trubisky playing quarterback, so it's a double handicap. What are the odds that Mike Tomlin's standard remains the standard? I mean, look, it's not a given that Mitch Trubisky starts on Sunday. Uh Kenny Pickett is in the protocol. Mm -hmm. He went through individuals on Wednesday. He was listed as limited. Uh, I believe he... Oh, no. Don't, don't maybe, say the other guy's uh, going to start listen, the game. Listen, I I would not rule out Kenny Pickett starting. Right. I also would not rule out um, that guy, Mason Rudolph, starting. Oh, there it is. So the standard is listen, gone. Listen, and, listen. And the Steelers are in tank mode. The okay. The no, standard is a first-round pick. That's what it is now. It's December. Why would you turn to anyone but Rudolph? Guys, he's he's proven uh, in December. Uh, I see what you did you're there, Brooke. Welcome. You're welcome. Um, no, but look, I because Mitch threw those three interceptions, I think that that left the door open for Mason Rudolph. And I know, I know the narrative around Rudolph, but he also hasn't gotten a chance to play in any of those to, reindeer to, games. Well, there is. Yes, you're correct. Uh, but look, he had a good camp. And I know <laughs> he, he, Always his, important. His, his reindeer games in the preseason were great. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. look, I, I, I would like to see him get another shot um, because I think he's better than the narrative around him is. I think that he's just gotten the short end of the stick over and over and over again. He got drafted into a really difficult situation with a quarterback that was not ready to help anybody learn under him. That wasn't ready to let go when he gets thrown in there. The quarterback uh, has, you know, season-ending elbow injury and surgery. It's chaos. He doesn't have a quarterback's coach because Ben's quarterback's coach was elevated to the offensive coordinator, and they didn't fill that spot. The next year, they get a quarterback's coach, and he looked pretty good when he came in in the last game of the season. Um, and then when the one game that he started last year against the Lions, he found out less than 24 hours before when Ben got COVID. Like, mm -hmm. this guy has had a really tough stretch, and I think that, if there has been any tangible development or growth, he hasn't been put in a position for the team or for anybody else to see it in a game. So I'd like to see it for him because his future is not in Pittsburgh, right? Like his, his contract is over after this season. He's playing for a next job. I'd like to see him at least be set up to, to do that somewhere. 
Brooke Pryor, ESPN, covers the Steelers. Joining us here, such a much nicer person than I will ever be. Yeah, well, I'm trying to balance you, you guys out. Plus, Woo! plus, you don't have to go in the Pittsburgh locker room, so you got that uh, as well. All right, so Brooke Pryor joining us. Uh, you can catch her on Get Up tomorrow on ESPN tomorrow morning. Uh, when you do show up on ESPN, are you going to brag about how you've handled the cold weather in this interview outside in rainy conditions better than the Dolphins are going to handle the snowy conditions in Buffalo? Probably, yes, I will, because here's the other thing. Last week, I said... I think two is going to get right. Like that game against the 49ers, that was an anomaly. You know, they're, the 49ers have a good defense, but it wasn't necessarily what their defense was doing to two. He just looked off. He yeah, just wasn't yeah, yeah. having a good game. We all, we all have those. Um, And then he had another one of those. And the Chargers defense is not the 49ers defense. And if you have heaters on the sideline in LA when it's 55 <laughs> degrees, I am in concerned about you in, in a dome. I am concerned about you going to Buffalo in a literal snowstorm <laughs> Your AC can't crank down to 32 degrees. They didn't bring a snowblower in. Like, it, I am worried, and I and I thought that this team could overcome that. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, there's also the point, Tyreek Hill's ankle is not good. And someone on our show this morning talked about how when he's running on that ground in Buffalo, that's going to hurt. There is no give. That ground is going yeah, to be no give to solid. There's no um, give to that. So I, I don't know that the cold weather is something that the that the Dolphins can overcome. Look, 50, 50, everybody's making a big deal about, you know, these guys from Miami needing a heater in 55-degree weather. Look, a young Joey back in his high school days would wear flannel, the heaviest L.L. Bean flannel you could find in 65-degree weather in South Florida. So that's how we roll in South Listen. Florida. Listen. And that's concerning because when I was in middle school and high school, my MO was to wear Nike shorts and Uggs when it was 40 degrees and below outside. So what I'm saying is that maybe I'm built to be the Dolphins quarterback. On maybe, Sunday, maybe you are. Maybe, as you say, there, you grow up, you grow up two, two, to one of two ways. If you're a guy, it's either you're a shorts and hoodie guy. Or it's 65 degrees and you're looking like you've been living in Seattle for 20 years. So, and that was me. And that and that was me growing up in South Florida uh, as I was in my feelings listening to Pearl Jam and Nirvana and Soundgarden and all that stuff. Jillio over here, Mr. Jersey, is probably rocking shorts and a hoodie like it's like it's nothing, right? No, no, no. I've been I've been gone far too long. Well, now it's you have yeah, now to it's layer. You have you do to have layer. Now you've, you now you've got a nice sweater. I see. Uh, yeah, thank you. It was our holiday uh, was ho holiday office party today. Very festive. Wow, my sweater yeah, lights up. Festive. My my sweater wow. actually lights up. Brooke Pryor joining us here on the OG ESPN <laughs> covers the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Speaking of things, are are they right or are they not right? Uh, we've covered the we've covered the Dolphins. What about the Cowboys? Exactly. They they screwed they screwed around and almost found out last week. Yeah, um, they did. And I know that I know the conversation this week on ESPN, and I'm sure your producers have already told you it's going to be what's holding the Cowboys back. And I'm sure this will lead into a conversation about Dak Prescott and whether or not yeah. he's the reason. So that's that's where we are with the Cowboys right now. We're back on that Dak discourse. We are. Sorry, I got I got an awkward angle because I'm trying to manage an umbrella in the wind. Uh, yeah, we... I'm not built for the elements. I maybe I am to a. Um, I Dak is. <laughs> Here's the thing. Dak is, I'm not going to say that Dak is the problem um, because Dak's a good quarterback. Do I think he's a top 10 quarterback? No, but I think that he is an above average quarterback 
that this team can win with. I still look at the play calling. I need him to stop forcing the ball. I don't think that it's a skill issue. I think it's a mentality. And I think that the Cowboys and Kellen Moore still have this mentality of Dak Prescott is our Superman, so we're going to make him do everything, which was exactly what I was afraid was going to happen when they went back from Cooper Rush to Dak Prescott. They, you would think that they would have learned something in that time of, oh, we, we can actually, like, th- there's a system around this guy. We can lean on our run game because our run game is really good. And the quarterback doesn't have to do everything. And I just feel like they haven't learned that lesson, that they're going back to their old habits. Um, but Dak has to clean up the interceptions because if we're going to criticize Josh Allen for his decision-making mm-hmm. and his interceptions, I think that Dak Prescott deserves the same scrutiny. Brooke Pryor. ESPN joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Vius. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, uh, help me out here, Brooke. Jim Irsay was, like, ready to lead the uh, the tribal council to oust Dan Snyder, and now he seems to be backpedaling a little bit. What seems to be the trepidation on uh, the owners and what they need to do to get rid of Dan Snyder? You know, I wish I knew. Um I think that this is going to play out. I saw, I think it was Albert Breer that said that there's the possibility that at the end of this, Dan Snyder goes through the motions of selling the team and just ends up keeping it, which is a nightmare. It's a true nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have the government of the United States, whatever, whatever your political beliefs are, when the government is involving themselves and saying like, hey, your workplace is really messed up. You have caused a lot of problems from covering up and, and fostering a, an environment of sexual harassment to the money issues to taking money from, you know, owners and fans and all of the problems that they have. Dan Snyder should not be in charge of this football team. Like that's plain as day. Um, but I don't think this is a matter of like Jim Mercy being afraid that Dan Snyder has dirt on him or is going to leak or anything like that. I think that maybe he and the other owners know that it's just going to be a long process and they don't want to get involved right now. I, I I, I don't know what it is, but like Ursay also, I mean, he's got his own situation brewing in Indy uh, because mm-hmm. he clearly wants Jeff Saturday to be the head coach, not just interim, but the head coach. And uh, man, there's, there's a thing called the Rooney rule where the job has to be truly vacant and you have to seriously interview and consider minority candidates. You can't just give it to your friend. Um, no matter what record he puts together. I like Jeff. I like Jeff a lot, but I don't know that he has proven that he, is far and away the best candidate to be the next head coach. Um, And so I think maybe Jim Irsay is like, "Ah, I'd really love to cast some stones here, but I got my own glass house and uh, things are not in order. So I'm maybe going to, going to rein that one back in. Brooke Pryor, ESPN, watch her on get up tomorrow. We appreciate you weathering whatever it is going on. Is that just Pitts, a dether day in Pittsburgh, a day that ends in Y? It is. There's a winter system that has moved east of us. Uh, So we miss the snow, but apparently east of us, there's like eight and a half inches or something. So one of the security guys was telling me um, it's cold. Your girl does not have gloves. My hands are, or a hat. Do you see this hair? It looks too good to be hidden under a hat. Um, So I just prefer to uh, dance with frostbite. I like I, I like I like adversity. Get you, like I said, I'm gonna get you a nice Carolina blue winter hat. How about that for oh, all of your service truly, this football season? I would love season. nothing more. I would we'll love put nothing a, more. Uh, we'll put an OG logo on it that says "Happy Thursday." All right, Brooke. We will talk to you later. <laughs>
It's the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. If you missed any of that conversation with Brooke Pryor, you can check it out on the best of the OG podcast and check it out on YouTube. You know, that's video. We talk with Brooke. You can see all of her hair blowing in the Pittsburgh elements on YouTube. Just look up 99.9 The Fan 